Well, so good to see all of you this morning. We're so glad that you are with us. Once again, want to welcome those that are with us online, as well as want to welcome those who are here for the first time, or maybe you're uh, newer to the church here in the last few weeks. Uh, just so grateful that you get to be a part of things here this morning. Uh, if you missed last Sunday, uh, last Sunday, New Year's Day, we had a blast here. It was a one service comfy Sunday that we had last week. And uh, we were all wearing our comfies, uh, but the one and the only Jordan Pripp preached the snot out of the message last week. It was, it was so powerful. If you, missed, uh, if you missed it, I would encourage you to go back and watch that message. It was a message of encouragement for everyone. We all need to hear that word that God's inviting every single one of us into this story that he is telling here in the world. And I'm uh, so grateful for that. But this morning, I'm very excited uh, because today is Vision Sunday, Vision 2022. Three. Uh, how many of you have ever played a team sport when you were growing up? When you were growing up, you ever played a team sport? You played basketball, played baseball, any of those kind of things. Has anybody ever coached a kid's sports team? Raise your hand if you've ever coached, okay? Okay, that's one of the fastest ways to gray hair is to coach a kid's sports team. Uh, it will because you got a lot of hats you got to wear, and one is just like trying to wrangle all the cats together. It's just kind of crazy when you have to coach a team. But there's something that's consistent. If you've ever been on a team or you've coached a team, it's really important to consistently go back to the things that matter, right? Like if you got a team, good coaches consistently bring back people back to the fundamentals. They make sure they get the core things right. You know, so in basketball right now, you may not realize this. It's kind of a, I like to brag about this, but I'm currently the assistant coach of a fifth grade boys basketball team. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of a big deal right now, guys. I'll be signing autographs in the lobby when service is done here, okay? Uh, but what, what we do on a regular basis when, when we have the kids come together is, you know, there's a few basic fundamental things that you got to be able to do when you play basketball. Like you got to be able to dribble. You got to be able to make a good pass. You got to be able to make a layup. So you know what we do every practice? First thing, all right, everybody grab one of the basketballs. Okay, here we go. We're going to pound. We're going to pound. We're going to pound, Okay. We get, them, we get them doing passes. We get them layup, layup, layup over and over and over and over again because there's one thing. Here, Levi, I'm done with this. Thank you. It's going to roll all over the place otherwise. Okay, if we don't get those fundamentals right, we're not going to be able to succeed. And the same thing is true as a church, okay? The same thing is true of us. Like, Zoe isn't just an event that happens once a week. We're a community. And hear this, a community requires unity. And so what do we do? Once a year, we gather together for Vision Sunday to come together and to go back to the fundamentals, go back to the core. What are the things that hold us together? What are the things that bind us together so that we can actually function as a community that moves together? And so we do that. And so this morning, I'm going to be able to share some of those things with you, some things that some of you have probably heard before, but we're going to come back to those things. But then what we're going to do is we're also going to go back and we're going to celebrate what God has done in 2022. How many know sometimes we can act like spoiled children where we beg God to do things, then he gives us things and he moves, and then we never thank him for it. Okay, so we're going to pause and just celebrate some of the things that God has done this past year. And then we're going to get our eyes toward 2023 because God has put something on amber in my heart for our church this year. Very clearly what the focus is for this year. And I'm excited to be able to share that with us. To say, God, how can you move us? And so I would say a few things. If you are a guest here or you're new, you've only been attending a couple times, this is the perfect Sunday to be here. Okay? Because you are going to hear what we are all about. And at the end of this, you're going to be either like, that is amazing. I'm all in. Or you're going to be like, no, nope, not for me. It's good to know that either way, okay? You're going to know what we're about. But if you consider Zoe your home, okay, if this is your home church, 
that my prayer is that you would have an open heart to what God is speaking to us. And that in unity, we would step into this together this year. Because the only way we're going to accomplish the things God has put in our hearts is if every single one of us takes hold of this thing and works together. Okay? And I have hope and expectation and passion in my heart this morning because I believe it, not because it's a cute thing to say. I believe that God has great things in store for this church. Why? Because he is still king. He is still on the throne. He is still moving in this world and he is inviting us into it. And so I have excitement this morning and I pray that God would dig something into our hearts and our souls this morning. Amen. All right. If you got your Bibles, would you turn with me to John chapter 10, John chapter 10. If you've been around here for a while, you've got an idea of where I'm heading right now. John chapter 10, uh, if you would, would you stand with me across the room? Uh, this is our uh, tradition around here, nothing sacred about it, but we, we stand when we read our primary text just to say, God, we care more about what you have to say than what I have to say. John chapter 10, verse number 10. This is Jesus' words. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Father, we thank you that as we start a new year, God, you are at work. And today, you want to speak to every single one of us. You are calling every single one of us. So, Lord, we are intentional right now to open our ears, to open our hearts, to focus our minds on what you have to say. Because I believe every one of us can walk out of here on mission. And I pray that you would do that by your spirit in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Well, have you ever thought to yourself, Zoe, that's a weird name for a church. If you haven't ever thought that, my guess is you've ever, if you've ever told people where you went to church, they've probably said, that's a weird name for a church. Zoe, I've never heard of that before. First off, people don't know how to say it. You know, have you, I had somebody one time, Zoe Church. They call it Zoe Church, like it's Joe, okay? Some people pronounce it Zoe, like it's a, you know, a four-year-old girl, you know. But the correct way we pronounce this is Zoe. Say it out loud. Zoe. Zoe. Okay, that's how we pronounce it. But why would we pick such a weird, difficult name? Is it just because we want to be difficult? No. It's because of the passage that we just looked at in John chapter 10. See, when Amber and I stepped into this church, it was almost four years ago. This Palm Sunday will be four years that we have been the lead pastors here at Zoe, and when we, we stepped in, the church had come through a challenging season, right? It had been a challenging season. This church has an amazing, amazing history, an amazing heritage, 45-year history. This church was planted in Prior Lake, has been a few other facilities until moving to this site over 10 years ago. An amazing, amazing church, but when we had stepped in, even before we had stepped in, this church had been through a challenging season, and, and as we were preparing to make a decision about whether we were coming here, God put this verse on our hearts, John 10, 10. And it says this, John 10 says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And this was the story this church had walked through. This church had experienced blessing, God's favor. There, God had been moving. He was doing amazing things in this place. And in the midst of that, the enemy was trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And you need to hear this. This is true. When God moves, Satan's working, Okay. When God's moving, Satan is working. That's what happens. You just need to be aware of that. You're like, why am I experiencing all of this you know, heaviness of the enemy? Well, when God's moving, the enemy's working too, okay? 
And, and so this is what had gone on in this church. And, and I sense God say, hey, man, this is what has gone on, but I want to do something new. But I believe that this wasn't just the story of this church. This is the story of every believer. So hear this. You are under attack, whether you know it or not. There is an enemy of your soul that is looking to destroy you, to take you out. You think, oh, I just made some bad decision. No, there's, it's not just a bad decision. There are enemy who is trying to make you make that bad decision. There is an enemy intentionally working against the things of God in your life. We need to understand that. We don't have our eyes open to that reality on a regular basis. He's looking to do that. And how will he do that? The enemy will get at you in a number of ways. He'll get at you with sin issues. He'll get you wrapped up doing things you know you shouldn't be doing. Things that are clearly sin. He will do that in your life. Sometimes the enemy will just get you cold. Because some of you guys used to be passionate about stuff. Man, God's, his fire was just burning in your heart. But somewhere along the way, you got a little bit cold. The enemy will do that in our lives. The enemy will also get us burdened down with such heavy things in our life that he wants to suffocate. You ever had a season like that? So you're like, everything is going the wrong way. I almost feel like I want to give up. That isn't just you. That's the enemy working negatively in your life. There's other times where the enemy will just try to get you isolated. Get you by yourself because it's easier to pick you off when you're all by yourself. When you've got nobody speaking life into you, when you've got nobody encouraging, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And at the end, he wants to get you to a place of hopelessness that thinks it can never change. I am going to be in this place forever. And my guess is there's some of you that walked in the door this morning because that's exactly where you are right now. You feel a little hopeless. You feel discouraged, and you just need to step into something. I need something right now. And there is good news for you. Because this same Jesus who said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He goes on in the passage, he says this. But I, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And come on, help me. What's that word, life? Zoe. This is why we're called Zoe. Jesus came that you would have Zoe. It's the Greek word for the abundant, overflowing, overwhelming, eternal life that is only found in Christ. This is what the gospel says, that there is life for you. There is rivers that can spring up inside of you, not from this world, but from Christ in you, the hope of glory. He has come to give dead people life, to bring people who are caught in darkness light in the midst of it. That's what he has done. And it's the invitation for every one of us. So if you came in this morning and you're overwhelmed and you're like, I don't know where to turn, there is good news for you today. Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened, and I will give you life. That's what we're about. And when Christ put this on it, the Spirit of God spoke to us in this verse. It's as if he said, listen, this is going to be your name. Zoe, this is going to be your name, and this is what I'm going to do here. And what we've seen over the last four years is unbelievable. It's nothing short of a move in the spirit of God at work. Doing the miraculous as over and over and over again. We have seen his life flowing. My guess is many of you walked in the door. The first time you walked in, you you thought to yourself, man, there's something different. It's not because me and Amber are so great, okay? It's because God has chosen to do something special here. His spirit has moved in a special way over and over. Man, I hear new people walk in and say, there's just a life here. I'm like, yeah, God said he would do that. And that's what he has done here. And we want to continue to be a place 
that is filled with zoe. Not filled with, oh, Greg's a great preacher. Amber's a great preacher. Oh, this worship team is so amazing. Oh, look at their building. Look at the things that they do. No, we want to be a place that is filled with the life that is only found in Christ. That there is a genuine, tangible move of his spirit here. That every person who walks in isn't just experiencing us. They're experiencing the power of God. That's what we want to see. Every single one of us. And so beyond just this verse that God put on our hearts for this place, what God wants to do in every single one of our lives, there was three statements that ultimately have become our core values around here that God put into our hearts of what this place would be like. And actually, over the next several weeks, we're going to be walking through those values in depth and looking in Scripture and saying, okay, what does this mean for us? How do we live these things out in a deeper way? But I want to walk through them real briefly with you. The first one is this. We say this. We are gospel-centered, okay? We are gospel-centered. We're not centered on my preaching. We're not centered on somebody leading worship. We're not centered on just the activities we got. We are centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of what God has done and is doing in the world through Christ, his death and resurrection that leaves us who were once dead alive in Christ. The invitation then that we get to come under the authority of the king of all creation, this king Jesus who is victor over all things, we get to come under his authority, be a part of his kingdom and live and see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This gospel is an invitation for us to do something, to be a part of something. And that's what drives everything we do, okay? We're not looking to sit around and like, oh, let's just play games together. Let's put on little activities for everybody. Listen, if we're just playing activities, I can go join some other club. We're not going to do that. We're here to do the stuff that matters, the stuff that's eternal, We are centered on the gospel of Jesus. I want your kids passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want our teenagers passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want our, our adults to be passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaiming the hope that we have received, this life that we have received. We are gospel centered. But number two is this, is we embrace the struggle. We embrace the struggle. Number one, we say we embrace the struggle of life. How many know life isn't always easy? Just isn't. And it doesn't make you more spiritual to ignore that, (laughs) okay? I think a lot of times in the church, what happens is we go through hard stuff and we feel like we got to walk in the door and put a mask on and just pretend, oh, yeah, blessings, praise God. I'm just so happy right now. God is so good. Yes, he's so good, right? When inside, we're dying. And we don't feel like we can talk about it. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of a church like that where I have to fake it when I'm not doing well, right, when I'm struggling. And we don't want to be that kind of, we're a China church that embraces, oh, do we revel in our struggles? No, but we embrace the reality. Hey, I'm struggling, and it's okay to be honest about that. Because when I'm honest about the things that I'm struggling with, guess what? It gives you safe space to be able to be honest with what you're going through. It gives the person who walks in our doors from the outside the freedom to be honest about what they're walking through. That's the kind of church we want to be. But more than just embracing the struggle of life, we say we embrace the struggle of faith. Because how many of you know faith isn't always easy? You ever had a moment in your life where you're, you're going along, you're like, oh, loving Jesus, loving Jesus, and all of a sudden something happens in your life, and you're like, I don't know what I think anymore. I'm not sure what I believe about that anymore. I'm suddenly struggling with something I didn't struggle with before. You ever had that moment? Unfortunately, sometimes in the church we say, shh, shh, shh. don't ask that question. Don't have that conversation here. No, no, just, just go along with it. Just keep going along with it. And eventually, people who wrestle have things wrestling but never deal with it. What happens? We walk away. 
There was a season that I went through uh, several years ago where I had a number of young people who were in their 20s who had uh, gone through, it was about six months, I had like four or five that came to me. And, and they all said the same thing. They basically said, hey, I'm wrestling with some stuff in my faith. I'm not sure where I stand anymore. I think I need to leave for a little while and figure some stuff out, and then maybe I'll be back. And you know what I thought in those moments? Jesus, what have we done that we've created a culture inside of a church that says you can't do that in the context of a community that loves you and cares about you? That you got to leave to go figure some stuff out. We want to be the kind of church where when we're wrestling stuff, we can do it right here. When my kids that are getting raised in this church, when they have questions, they don't got to leave to go figure it out. They can do it right here in the context of a community that loves them, that cares about them, and that supports them and walks through the hard stuff with them. That's the kind of church we are. That is who we will be. All right? We are gospel-centered. We embrace the struggle. And last, we are the church. You've heard me say this before. We don't go to church. We don't do church. We are the church. Okay? Church isn't an event. Church isn't a building. It's you and me. Okay? We don't get to talk about that church, those people. We are those people, everybody. We are that church. All right? And number one, we are called to be the church for one another, that we care about one another, that we serve one another right here, that sometimes it gets messy. How many know people are messy? We're all messy. Right? But we are willing to lean in and care for one another. But more than that, we also are the church to the world around us. Because there are people at your work, there are people at your school, there are people on your block that you are the church, the only church they will ever experience. They may never want to walk in these doors, but they're going to see Christ in you. You are the church. We are the church. This is what God has called us to be. And so this is the, these are the things that frame who we are, that, that hold tight to who we are. And our prayer as a church is that day after day we would more and more embody the realities of these statements. What God has called that we would represent this well. And it requires every one of us taking hold of this mandate to say, God, we want to truly be those who follow you with everything that we are. All right? That's who we are. If you have any questions, talk to me later. <laughs> but that's who we are. And my prayer is that more and more we would reflect that. So we want to spend the rest of our time taking some time talking about where God has taken us and where God is leading us in this new year. And so uh, for 2022, my guess is some of you had a, had a great year and some of you probably had a challenging year. And my guess is the majority of us had a little bit of both because that's just how life goes. All right. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Turn to your neighbor. We're going to be intentional right now of being thankful. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say one thing you're grateful or thankful for from the last year. Okay. You might have to just be thankful that you're still alive. I don't care what it is. Okay. Turn to your neighbor. One thing that you're grateful for, thankful for from this last year. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, when we think back as a church, when we think back about 2022, this is for us the same thing. We've had a year, we've had a few challenges we've had to walk through, but we've seen God move mightily over and over again. And when we launched our Vision 2022 last year, 
one of the things that was on our heart was this burden uh, that God had done some amazing things, just explosive growth around here, but feeling a burden that we need to do a better job of, of pastoring and caring and creating things to support the congregation that we have here. And so there's been a number of things that we have the opportunity and privilege to lean into, and God has led us through. So over this last year, just over a year ago, we were able to launch our recovery ministry that meets every Tuesday night. We have seen scores of people that are receiving ministry on Tuesday nights through that recovery ministry. Over this last year, also, we launched our marriage ministry for the very first time. As we had, uh, we've had uh, Terry and Susan Lieski who have led that ministry. There's been 12 couples who were trained. They've gone through extensive training to walk alongside couples that need that. And we've had 17 couples that have stepped into that mentorship over this last year to build healthier relationships. Uh, also, this uh, last year, we launched our financial purpose workshops and courses. We've had over 100 people that were able to walk through that to say, how can I be healthier in my finances? That all, it's great, I want to love Jesus, but I need to figure out how to do that with my wallet and with my bank accounts. And, uh, and it's been really cool to see people do that. And just know this, uh, that if you want to engage in any of these, there's opportunities. But this spring, uh, we have another workshop and another uh, financial purpose course that's going to be running for those that want it. Also, this past year, we've seen our market day continue to grow. When Emma and I first came uh, several years ago, we, we would serve, through market day, we serve groceries to the community uh, once a month. There would be months where it might be 20, 22 families that were able to serve. Over this last year, we averaged 62 families every single month that we were able to provide groceries for. Some months, 70 to 80 families that would show up for groceries. And uh, Greg Hall and his team do an amazing job of leading, leading that ministry. Um, something else that was fun this last year is that we launched our Zoe leadership program during the summer. We had 13 interns that we brought in throughout the summer for 12 weeks that we poured in. Because one of our passions is we want to continue to raise up spiritual leaders, right? We want to raise up the future leaders in our church and all around the world. And so we were able to invest in them. And we've seen two of those uh, members from the summer have actually joined our staff. A number of them have, have stepped into ministry positions around here, leadership positions. And some have even gone out to do leadership positions in other places. And that's what we're about. We're about the big C church, not just building our kingdom around here, okay? And so we were able to do that over this past year. Um, but one of the biggest changes that we were able to make that God kind of led us to was how can we invest in our congregation and create strategy for growth? Uh, of a spiritual growth in people. We want to just do a better job coming alongside. So I want to put an image up here for you uh, that kind of helps explain something that we worked on this past year. Now, you heard Amber talk about this earlier. Uh, the first step around here is next step, okay? If you've never attended Next Step, I don't care if you've been here for a week or you've been here for 10 years. If you've never attended Next Step, we challenge you to go be a part of Next Step as, as that's the first part. Again, next week it's available 930, all right? Um, but if you, this left side is something that we've had for several years. These are things that we have, and I just want to make sure you're aware of these. Number one is after you attend Next Step, we challenge everyone to, to find a place to serve around here. Why is that? Because the greatest way for this to not just be an, an event you show up to and become a community you're a part of is to find a place to serve. Because you're now investing. You're not just sitting and taking. You get to be a part of this. We all have something. Just like in our house, everybody's going to help with the dishes. Everybody's going to do something. We all get to be a part of this community and making a difference. And so we challenge that. 
The next area is we challenge people to engage in one of our small groups that we have. And Dan talked about that earlier, that we're launching our winter session right now. There's over 30 groups that are running. 23 of those have open spots for people to jump into. And so if you haven't, before this day is over, I would encourage you, go on the app, click groups, wherever, go online, uh, get yourself registered to be a part, of, see one of the, the groups that would fit your life, okay? And the last thing then is our membership, which membership for us is commitment. It's saying, I'm all in. We're, I'm with you, Greg. We're, whatever it is we're doing, I'm, I'm in on that, okay? And so membership. Prerequisite to membership, though, we have a membership coming up at the end of the month. A prerequisite is next step. And so, again, get yourself registered for next step next week if you want to be a part of that. But this right side is stuff that, that God led us to build over this past year. Uh, because we wanted to say, how can we help people walk that are in a place of saying, man, either I'm new to faith or I'm just stuck in my faith. I want to dig deeper into my faith. I'm just ready to go a little bit deeper. I want to go do that. We were able to, to launch these things. The first thing is our foundations class that happens every single month. It's a chance to look at what are the foundations. I want to check the foundations of this faith thing I talk about. And if you have not already participated in foundations, I would encourage you to do that. But the next step is after foundations, we offer several times throughout the year our seven-week alpha course which digs a little bit deeper into some of those fundamental things of faith to help you grow. And so we have our next Alpha courses coming up in February. And so if you want to participate in that, just know, begin the journey over here. And lastly, uh, we have a few core groups. These core groups are running every single week all year long. And so no matter what time of the year, if you're ready to dig in, you want to go deeper in your faith, these are available for you, okay? And so just know this. This is this, the way that to engage around here. We just, this is the first time we're kind of talking about all this publicly. But these are the things that, that God was able to lead us through over this past year and excited to see us all grow in our faith at a deeper level that way, all right? The last thing I want to do as we talk about last year is I just want to give a few stats, a few fun things, okay? It's always fun to look at some of the things that God did. Uh, over the last year, our attendance in 2021, our attendance around here was 535 average attendance. Uh, this past year, our average attendance was 741. Okay, over 200 more. In this fall, our average attendance was 749. So it continued to see more and more people gathering to be a part of this thing. If you remember last Easter, we had 1,574 people join us on Easter Sunday this past year. On Christmas Eve, when it was cold and windy and gross outside, we still had a, over 1,000 people that joined us for our Christmas Eve services this last year. And we're just grateful to see God inviting. And because of that, every single week, we are seeing people make decisions for Jesus, making decisions to follow Christ, making decisions to recommit their hearts to Christ, to follow him at a deeper level. And through that, we've had 31 people over this last year take the step of water baptism to say, I am all in. My whole life is to follow Jesus. And we're so grateful for that. Uh, but the last thing I want to mention just is financially, uh, because uh, God did something crazy in our church this last year. He released some generosity in the hearts of our people like I've never seen before. Uh, at the beginning of last year, at Vision 2022, we had just set out there just this crazy number. Could we approach a half million dollars that we would send out the doors, right? Like not about us, not building our thing, but that we could fund God's kingdom around the world. And it was a crazy number because we had never given more than $300,000. So it was ridiculous to even think. We should have said like $350,000, $375,000. That's what we should have said. Um, but over this last year, because of your faithful giving, you know the first 10% of everything that comes in the doors of our church, we send back out the doors for our monthly mission support. And over this last year, we were able to give $125,600 uh, for our monthly mission support. Okay? On top of that, where's our crazy youth at? Where's the crazy youth at? Our crazy youth 
decided that they wanted to, to support something we call Speed the Light, and that's their, the way they engage with our kingdom builders. And at this past year, they raised $106,092. Again, they were, they were working with, I think it was water wells this year right now, planting water wells that was helping plant churches all around the world in places where there currently isn't churches, okay? Crazy what they did. And then we think about for our adults, how do we engage in our above and beyond giving kingdom builders? Um, back on Kingdom Offering Sunday, we had mentioned to you, uh, you know, up until that point, we had, uh, had $113,000 that had been given, which was already more than we had ever given as a congregation for kingdom builders. And I thought it was so awesome. But we put this thing out there. Could we possibly raise $100,000 more between our kingdom offering and the end of the year? That was what we said. Well, it took a week, and we had $103,000 more that had come in. But we said, hey, keep giving. And so by the end of the year, between our kingdom offering and the end of the year, we had given an additional $154,000, which leads our yearly total to 400, or to 200, and sorry, go back one more, 267,935, and our grand total for the year of $469,628 out the door. Now, why do we talk about that and get excited? Is it because like, yay, raw, we're so cool? No, that is kingdom work. That is God bringing the gospel to places it's never been before because he released generosity in our hearts. It's engaging in his kingdom story, this invitation to take the life that we have received and to see others receive it. That's what God has done through this place. And that is who we are as a church. It's who we will always be as a church. We're not about building our kingdom. We're about building his kingdom. Amen? And so as we get to 2023, uh, there's a thought that Amber and I have been talking about all fall, just kind of where our eyes need to be focused this year. And as we've gotten closer, just refining that, there's a passage of scripture uh, that has been on, on my heart, and that is found in Matthew 28. And many of you know what's found in Matthew 28. It's known as the Great Commission. See, Jesus is at the end of his ministry. He gets to the end of his ministry, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's um, just speaking, you know, certain things into them. And how I many you know the last thing somebody said is usually the most important. Before he's going to go into heaven, he, he says this to him in Matthew chapter 20. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And as we get to this new year, there's just one word that God has put on our heart for this next year, and it's this. Go. Go. How would God dig that word deeper into our hearts? See, in the church, I think we can be really good at the gather. We're really good at the gather. We got the gather down. We get together. We do this kind of thing. And I would say the gather is really important. And some of you need to get at the gather more often, <laughs> okay? Because what happens at the gather? When we gather together, we get to worship, right? We get to celebrate who God is. We get to give of our gifts and our, our talents and our financially. We get to do that. We have the opportunity to care for one another, right? To encourage one another, to build each other up. We get to pray with each other. We get to sit under the teaching of the word and learn more and grow in our knowledge of who God is. But hear this. At the end of the day, it isn't just about the gather, because if we're not careful, we will turn, you know, faith into an hour on Sunday and then let's just go try to be a good person. That's not what we've been invited into. 
We've been invited into so much more. Part of the reason we gather is to prepare us for the go, right? Because God has invited us into his massive cosmic plan of redeeming all things and all mankind back to himself. We haven't been invited to come try and be a nice religious person. We've been invited into his grand story to be a part of bringing light to darkness, bringing hope to the hopeless, and bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone we know. That this life we've received, we wouldn't just sit on it. Because a lot of us, it's like we're sitting on a pot of gold. We've received this pot of gold, but we're not doing anything to share with anybody else. He's called us to go. This year, there's a number of things that we're going to do when it comes to the go. Uh, Yeah, obviously, we're going to... Uh, lean into some of our local programs. First thing is our local programs, things like our market day and recovery. I've uh, been praying about things like a divorce care or, or grief share. If, if any of you have a passion about that kind of stuff, let us know. Um, financial purpose, we're going to continue to say, how can we bring that to our community, not just to the only the people in our building? Uh, we're going to continue with our le- local partnerships. We've got our local partnerships, people like Teen Challenge and ICCM and Hope Academy, and how can we create partnerships there to give opportunity to be a part of the go. Uh, we're, this is the uh, year we're, we're looking at how can we actually get to a place of sending missions trips again post-COVID. Uh, can we get to a place of launching some missions trips? Um, and then uh, the last component for this go of structurally has to do with our kingdom builders. When you walked in the door this morning, you got one of these flyers uh, for kingdom builders 2023. Financially, how can we be a part of the go? How can we fund the things that God is doing around the world? Now, if you're new here this morning, you haven't been a part of things, uh, you're like, well, what is Kingdom Builders? It's our above and beyond giving. Around here as a congregation, we challenge everyone in our church to the tithe, which is what? It's to give the first 10% uh, bring as an offering to the Lord. And that's the thing that we use to fund everything around here, the ministry of this church, the building, turn on the lights, paying salaries. Uh, The first 10% of that we send as mission support. But there are people in our congregation that say, you know what, I want to give above and beyond that. I want to I fund things that are eternal and that matter. And that's what we call our kingdom builders giving. And over, you'll notice on the back side of this flyer is a long list of, a lot of these are our partner ministries, things that we already partner with on a monthly basis. But we want to give fuel to some of the things that are passionate on their hearts. And we want to be a part of that. And so over this year, our prayer is to say, how can part of our goal be funding the things that God is doing around the world? And so we put a crazy, uh, crazy number out there to say, God, could we possibly send $600,000 out of our doors this next year? It's not going to happen just because uh, one person decides to write a big check. It's because it's when all of us say, God, what do you want? And I'll do that. When we're all obedient to whatever God has asked of us. And so we're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks. Uh, But if you scan the little QR code down here, it's going to take it to our website. Uh, Over the coming weeks, we're just asking you to prayerfully consider what would God call you to this year? How could you be a part of things? And, uh, and to, we have an opportunity to make a faith commitment on there uh, to be a part of things this year. But we're excited to see what God is going to do through that, all right? Um, but we can do all that. We can do all these little programs and set all this stuff and still miss the heartbeat of what the go is all about. And so if, you, uh, if you've fallen asleep while I was talking and giving numbers, wake yourself up. Um, but I want to get you to our big so what this morning because this is the heartbeat of where we feel God leading us this year. And it's this. Your life is the go. Your life is the go. In response to what God has done in our hearts, 
that he has saved us, that he has redeemed us, that he has set us free, that he's put his Zoe life inside of us. The life that we have is the go. The, the, the life that we live is the go. I think a lot of times we look at that scripture, therefore go and make disciples. You're like, all right, cool. That means if I'm really, really passionate, I got to sell everything I have and go across the sea to some other country and try and be there. I'm going to make disciples there. Or we think, oh, the go is therefore go make disciples means Pastor Greg and Pastor Amber and all the professionals, they're the ones that have to go make disciples. No, the go in a lot of our lives looks like waking up and going to that job that we don't like with the boss that's annoying, the co-workers that drive us crazy, but waking up in the morning and saying, that's my go. God, you have placed me in this job. It isn't just a dead-end job. You have placed me here for such a time as this. You have given me a place to serve. These people, they might frustrate me, but they need the hope that I have. And I'm not going to show up day after day and keep this thing to myself. I'm going to find ways that I can lead others to Christ, that I can point them. For some of you, you know what the goal looks like? I'm going to school. I can't stand going to school. I don't like the classes I have to take. But that's my goal. And so when I get up in the morning, I can have purpose. Behind everything, every moment I have, there is a purpose to it, okay? And I, occasionally I'll have people around here that will uh, say, Greg, we don't have a lot of events around here. We don't do lots of stuff. I'm like, yeah, sometimes churches can be really good at having lots of events, right? Churches can be good at like gathering three, four, five, six times a week. And you know what happens then? You don't know anybody that doesn't know Jesus. So there's a reason. I probably haven't done a very good job of communicating this. The reason we don't fill our calendars up around here all the time is because I want you coaching your kid's sports team. Like, I want you building relationships with your neighbor. I want you taking a class and rubbing shoulders with people who don't know Christ. That, that might become your go. That you can have conversations with those who are far from God. If you haven't had a conversation with a non-believer lately, you need to find a place to do that, okay? Show up somewhere. Go somewhere. Listen, as pastors, Amber and I have to be more intentional because it's really easy to be around Christians a lot, right? So I get to do that. We find ways so that we can build relationships, that we can pour into other people's lives because that is the goal. That is what we are called to. Remember, we are not called to sit on a shelf and watch the professionals. We have been called to usher in the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven to lead those far from him to the hope of Christ. All right? We are called to the go. Your life is the go. And as every single one of us lives that reality out, just imagine what this place would look like. It would get a lot messier. Why? Because some messy people would start showing up even more. People with challenges that just need Christ. And I pray it gets messy. I pray it gets tough. I pray it gets challenging. Because we are reaching those who desperately need him. All right. I'm going to invite our worship team out here. And in a moment, they're going to play a song uh, for us. But I want to I give you a question here as we wrap up together. The question is simply this. What would your normal day look like if you saw it as the go? What would your normal life look like if you saw it as the go? Rather than it just being my, here's my normal life, my mundane life. No, what would it look like if there was intentionality behind it, if you really pursued that. And the song that they're about to sing here is 
is, is really speaks to that. And I pray over the next moment, this isn't just like, let's listen to the band play a song. Would you prayerfully allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart right now? God, is there a way that I can lean anymore that, that you could set me on mission like never before? Let's allow the team to lead us.